From NPR, it's World Cafe. I'm Kaleo. If you've seen The Tonight Show, you've seen my guest, Captain Kirk Douglas. He's part of the house band, The Roots, and he showcases his talents as guitarist and vocalist for the group. He joined The Roots in the early 2000s and has been an integral part of the crew since then. When the pandemic locked The Roots out of 30 Rock, Douglas got back to work on his solo project, 100 Watt Heart. Taking the reins as principal musician and producer on the album New Unknown, Douglas processes what was going on around him at that time. A presidential election, George Floyd's murder, and online anxiety everywhere. Douglas joins me to talk about making New Unknown and shares a now legendary story involving Prince and a rare guitar. Our conversation in just a minute. But first, a bit of the song Never Ending. This is 100 Watt Heart on World Cafe. That is Never Ending, a new song from 100 Watt Heart. That's the name of the project from our guest, Captain Kirk Douglas, guitarist and vocalist for The Roots. His new album is New Unknown. And he's my guest today. I'm Kaleo on the World Cafe. Kirk, so nice to meet. Welcome to the show. Pleasure to meet you, Kaleo. This follows up your first solo album, uh, Turbulent Times, which came out in 2019, which was then followed by real-life Turbulent Times, Tell me some of, about some of the themes of the record, because I feel like there is a larger message at play than these are just some songs that I wrote. Yeah, absolutely. This record was uh, recorded during lockdown, and um, it was basically me processing what was going on around me. We began recording stuff, I guess, in, in August of that time. You couldn't help but write about what was going around you. And what was going around us was a new election that was about to happen. Uh, George Floyd and Black Lives Matter was was happening. And most of the interaction you were seeing amongst people was taking place online. Yeah. And it was happening online with a lot of people that were not at their best mental state. (laughs) Yes, that's one way of putting it. Yeah. So... A lot of the themes, you know, new unknown is like, okay, when is this going to end? Of of course, the future is always unknown. Right. This was the type of unknown that we've never encountered before because we're just trying to like get back to like some sort of normalcy and what normalcy is about to look like. We don't know. So that's that's sort of how the title and how so many um, many of the themes came about. Yeah. And, you know, thematically on the record, when I'm listening to it. It definitely, you know, you, you could lean very pessimistic, but there are, there are so many themes of healing involved in this that I, I really, uh, I really enjoyed. It was, it was, uh, a, a very like sonically, uh, healing kind of journey. And, um, you know, one, one great example of it is the next song, uh, we're going to play, which is breathe in. Can you tell me a little bit about what you were thinking, uh, when you were working on that? The music came first and uh, the lyrics came to me while I was on the tour, on tour with The Roots uh, in 2021. And uh, I was having a conversation with uh, 
someone very, very close to me. And this person was not into uh, vaccinations. And listening to their story, it they it seemed very legitimate their concerns about it and you're looking at like a kind of like a world that like is making like you feel like you're really crazy (laughs) and uh and and you know and and it's really about the song is like really empathizing with people like like i know somebody you know there's there's somebody i know that was not able to get um, vaccinated because of fear of, of getting a, 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 an allergic reaction. That, sure. And, um, you know, when somebody has that reality, it's very hard to just say to them, Hey man, just buck up. You're going to be fine. Just take it. You know what I mean? And, it, but that's, the, that's their reality, you know, and, and you have to like respect their reality. And you also like, sort of like feel the, the hopelessness that like comes from that. And it's like, okay, then what to, what to do. And sometimes you actually, you have like no answer. <laughs> and, and, and then it's sort of like you, you think about um, the idea of meditation and the idea of when life just gets so incredibly uh, hopeless and the feeling of not wanting to be here on this earth anymore. Uh, but there's also the knowledge that whatever it is that one goes through is, is not permanent. You know, there's, and I guess that's the theme of, of breathe in, breathe out. The chorus is breathe in, breathe out. It all comes to an end within, without it all begins again. So it's very much the, the George Harrison thing of all things must pass. All things do pass this time that, you know, I like whatever we were going through, like I knew that it was not going to be forever. Let's take a listen to it. It's breathe in here on the world cafe. That is Breathe In. It is from our guest, Captain Kirk Douglas, who performs as 100-watt heart. You can see him five nights a week on The Tonight Show as the lead guitarist of The Roots. We are talking about Kirk's new solo album, New Unknown. Um, How do you approach being a solo artist versus playing in a band? Is it natural for you to go put on the, all right, this is my show, this is my thing? How does your brain sort of process making that transition from one to the other? The idea was just to make music and just to record for the fun of recording. So I didn't go into the saying, okay, I'm making an album here. This is my solo album here. Let's go. You know, it was okay. not like that. It was not like that at all. It was, it was like really one step at a time and enjoying the process. The fun of like setting up a drum set and having a friend play and listening in the headphones and like, whoa, those sound like real drums. Oh, cool. And then like, record. 
the drums that I recorded, it makes me think of this cool bass line. Let me like record that. And oh, I have to be at 30 Rock. So on the way to 30 Rock, you know, you're listening to this stuff, you get more ideas. And then it's like, oh, I have an idea for a guitar part. And it's just like, it, like, it was like that every bit of the way. And then when all the music gets recorded, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm just, you're just enjoying, I'm just enjoying, I mean, I'm making this stuff for me. Like it's, I'm making my, it's like, I have my inner soundtrack. Yeah. And it's, I was getting a chance to make it an outer soundtrack to maybe possibly be somebody else's soundtrack. What, what's your producer experience been like? Is this the first time you've produced an album or did you, were you, did you work on 2019s by yourself? Uh, for the album, last album, 2019's Turbulent Times, I worked on it with a gentleman, Paul Clemson. Paul was a sound engineer on The Tonight Show. And my role in Turbulent Times was performing the music, writing the music, and suggesting to Paul how I would like things. The difference with this record is, you know, the setting up of mics, the um, the recording of things, the the dialing in amp sounds. Uh, I did that. It was like my first time doing that. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm trying to get like the sound in my head uh, out of the speakers. And it was a learning experience. And uh, I was definitely a learning on the job experience. But to, to hear that the music resonates with someone. It was also a victory for me because I was learning. I was trying, I really tried a long time to record myself and it was taking forever. Like I wasn't doing, I wasn't doing very well. And I was very much, you know, the, the grandma on the cell phone with it all. (laughs) You did it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and some people would be happy to have baked a loaf of sourdough bread. You uh, like learned a skill that you're going to use for the rest of your life. Yeah, I feel really good about it, man. Yeah, that's awesome. We're here on the World Cafe, hanging out with Kirk Douglas from The Roots. 100 Watt Heart is his project. The new album is called New Unknown. want to play another song. Uh, one of my favorites on the record, uh, Over the Ocean. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what you were thinking on when you uh, started writing this song? A lot of ideas come when I'm on the road with The Roots. You know, you get into a hotel room and you have your guitar. And that I remember we were playing in Florida and I remember getting to my hotel room and I took out my guitar and I just started playing that opening riff and it it stayed with me. And um, it was basically speaking about just feeling the bombardment of uh, online activity, how the ability to say whatever we want behind uh, a computer screen at times can bring out the worst in us. And the other aspect of it is just trying to be more compassionate with people and just the understanding that for all our different views, they usually come with they come with a reason, you know, and a lot of the reason is conditioning. You know, it's a lot, you are a product of your, we're products of our environment. And it's sort of like what I remind myself to be a little bit more forgiving with humanity. It's Captain Kirk Douglas here on the World Cafe over the ocean.
Over the Ocean, song from 100 Watt Heart. That is the project of Roots guitarist Captain Kirk Douglas. He's my guest. We are talking about Kirk's new solo album, New Unknown. I am Kaleo. This is the World Cafe. Um, one of the things I really enjoyed about the album is how it is a showcase for your guitar playing. Just fantastic. Uh, and it's it's a very diverse style of playing throughout the record. You might get something different on every song. What styles and sounds were you eager to explore on New Unknown? One of the more fun ones to do was the song We Can Be One. It's sort of my interpretation of what Afrobeat means to me. It was fun to sort of treat the music like treating making food or something. It was just like cooking up a stew. And, you know, having like one idea and then like recording that idea and just sort of using my experience of playing, you know, these types of rhythms with the roots and um, having my own take on it. I sort of treat guitar as like an extension of myself vocally sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, the sort of the guitar sort of can maybe emote things that I can't vocally. Uh, you know, I'm a big lover of Jimmy Page and uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix, the two Jimmys. And um, as far as Page, I really thought he was like a real guitar orchestrator. And I loved the way he sort of used the studio as his uh, canvas, yeah. you know, when it came when it comes to guitar playing. And um, and with 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 Hendrix, I just love, you know, a lot of like like his tones the guitar tones that he would use just are tones that really just kind of just get me like right in the soul. Yeah. And so I use that as sort of, you know, uh, a sonic template. Wikipedia doesn't tell me a lot about you, but it, it wants people to know that all of the guitars that you, you know, you own and, and you know, your you know, Gibson SG, what was the first guitar you ever had? Um, it was a toy. It was this star guitar thing and had one string and a speaker like inside the guitar. I vaguely remember like that was like my first experience playing a stringed instrument. And no, my first experience playing a stringed instrument was a viola that I would often play like a guitar. But the first guitar like thing was this single stringed instrument. Um, then when I finally got a guitar, it was a brand called Memphis. I should go on eBay and see if I can find any Memphises. Uh, but it was a Memphis one pickup, kind of a mini Strat situation. And um, and I had like a little Ampeg amplifier. And uh, yeah, that was the that was the first thing. And I remember just before I even had a guitar, I had guitar magazines, you know, like it was just the equivalent of having like, you know, a Victoria's Secrets catalog or something as a young boy. You had a something. Guitar World collection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I, um, and that was... I was just fascinated. I just loved looking at them. So when I finally, my parents relented and bought me one, I just, I literally ran all around the house screaming in, in excitement. And I remember just getting it and like having dinner and having it like posted up against the wall and just like eating my food and like looking at it. Like It's I, another member I, of the family. <laughs> yeah, I vividly remember this, yeah. Uh, we have a lot of musicians who come through the doors of World Cafe. Uh, a lot of great guitarists and uh what, what happens without fail at least once every three or four months is we find out that this guest has a Prince story. And I feel like there's an obligation for people to uh, experience the absolute insane genius and um, eccentricity 
that uh, the beloved artist gave to us over the course of his lifetime. And without fail, uh, he, he has a story or you have a story involving Prince, which is sounds sweet until like a certain moment. Would you be so kind <laughs> to, to share what happened? So basically, Prince was about to perform on what was then the Tonight Show, what was then Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. Yep. He was on with uh, his group Third Eye Girl. Yeah. Uh, and he showed up for sound check that day without a guitar. His guitar was, I guess, you know, Prince, you know, there's, he's got his own car. His guitar has, his you know, own its car. own car, you know, that, that, <laughs> that's in line with the eccentricities. Um, but anyhow, so he showed up, he didn't have a guitar. Keith, our stage manager, then was like, uh, would you like to see one of Kirk's guitars? You know, and uh, I'm sure he wouldn't mind. So he took him to our room where I had my guitars all lined up. And Prince chose the white Epiphone Crestwood that had a purple strap on it. He wanted to use that one. So he used it for sound check. I was home. I got uh, a text I saw on Facebook pictures of Prince playing my guitar. Like any other Prince fan, I was super excited. Yeah. Um, I showed up later at work that day. I the, you know, the floor is buzzing. Prince is there. He's going to perform in the show. Um, and then we're about to start the, the show. And uh, Jonathan Cohen, our music booker at the time, comes up to me before the show starts and says, Prince would like to use your guitar and buy it from you. <laughs> and I said okay, well, Prince can use the guitar, but he can't buy it from me. It's totally not for sale. So I was like, oh, I guess he's not going to use it. So we proceed to do the show. Then it's Prince's turn to perform. He did two songs. He did the first song with his box guitar. After that song is over, he comes up to me. He's like, hey, let me see that guitar. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, like a Prince fan. And uh, he goes to play Bambi. And he... You shred it. He lifts the guitar up. And I'm like, oh my God, he's going to play behind his back. And you have to understand, while he's playing, I felt like this excited little boy sure. watching my childhood hero play my guitar on national television. Um, but instead of playing behind his head, as I thought he was going to do, he lifts it up and he literally tosses it up into the air. And it like comes crashing down to the ground. And I was just like, oh. I mean, it was like the look of somebody that was like in horror, but knew that they were on TV, like in front of everybody. And uh, after it's over, our, our stage manager comes over the, with the guitar. He's like, it's like a prince wants to talk to you. I'm like, uh. Yeah, I want to talk to Prince. He just broke and, my guitar um, that wasn't for sale. Yes. So I go into the room where they're mixing it all, and he's listening back to it. And it, it's being mixed so loud, and he's just he's just talking to me in this low voice that I could barely hear. But he did say, I'll take care of it. He did, I, I understood those words. The music was over. They're walking out. We're all walking out. And I have you know the guitar and the two pieces. And I'm like, okay. Well, you broke it. You think you can at least sign it? He was like, oh, I haven't signed anything since the 70s. <laughs> Did he at least take care of it? He totally took care of it. 
a, a sizable amount of money was wired to my account account within two days. Well, uh, we are wildly happy that that you shared that story with us and talked to us uh, about the new album. So very, very much appreciate it. The new album from Captain Kirk Douglas performing his 100 Watt Heart is called New Unknown. It's available now. And of course, you can see Kirk five days a week on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. I hope you get a lot of positive energy reflected back to you during this release and 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 people get to spend some time with you on the record. Thank you so much. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to talk to you. We're going to leave you with uh, another track from the album. You can hear some of the Afro beat on We Can Be One. This is Captain Kirk Douglas on the World Cafe. The song is called We Can Be One. It's from 100 Watt Heart, the moniker of Roots guitarist and vocalist Captain Kirk Douglas. And it's from the new album, New Unknown. Thanks so much to Kirk Douglas. We're back in a moment with more World Cafe.